What's up, guys? I'm here with Jacob Rodriguez. We got Simon Puckett on the phone. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Best Picture nominations for the Oscars 2020. So let's start it off with 1917. Oh, that's a very good one. Wait, to you said 2020? With. Fuck, I thought I was looking at 2019 Oscars. Hold up. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with 1917. Let's, uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, Jeez, 1917, that's just a fantastic movie all around. It just looks like a one-shot straight off the bat, right. no matter I, what. I love that kind of movie. It, I think it's just clever. I mean, obviously, it's not a full-on one-shot, but the, no, no, the, yeah. the tricks you have to do to make that happen. Um, Simon, I know you're not as big a fan of 1917 as we are. Uh, um, so what are your I'm thoughts? I'm not, and yeah. I feel like this is going to be a theme for this whole episode, is y'all get excited about something, and I'm like, eh, about it. Um... It just—it was a fun, cool movie, but like, I don't know. I wasn't blown away. Right. Um, usually, I, I will say that war movies don't usually hit for me, but as like a cinematic story, I thought it really worked. We focused yeah. in on those characters or the one character. I thought the characters are very good. Right. Um, we usually just followed the one character, and he went well, to like a whole bunch of different areas, and like the the character, the girl that she found in the yeah. under the house. Yeah. I thought that was really intense. I love how they started off making us assume that the other guy was the main character. Right. Which makes sense that he died yeah. halfway through, yeah. Yeah. and like it wasn't his story. Yeah, that was a nice little swerve for me. Mm-hmm. Because now, see, I was onto them because in the trailer. There's that scene of him mm. running across the battlefield, like that happens right. towards the end of the movie, in the trailer, and it's just him. And I was thinking, I was like, why is it just him? Oh, okay. and so okay. I, I'm not saying I wasn't like shocked or like surprised when that happened that the other guy died, but I was like, oh, immediately, that's how why he's alone in that scene. Yeah, that I actually sense. I don't remember the trailer. I don't. I remember actually the don't watch trailers for anything, so I think that helps me we, out with a lot of stuff. Right. A lot of times we it's watch not like it. like I have an option to. You go see movies, you see trailers. I, I wait like 25 minutes before the movie starts. We do go see the new uh, ones. The When we see a new yeah, movie, we go, we're yeah. like, okay, we got to see the new trailer. But I don't... Just to I, know it's coming out. I actively don't like watching trailers outside of the movie theaters. Um, like, because Dolby... Dolby I, makes, I agree. Dolby I, I, I makes all of the trailers better. Dolby makes everything better. <laughs> oh, 100%. That's a, that's a yeah. running occurrence for us. Uh, we mainly watch movies in Dolby. So, so AMC, in, give us a sponsorship. <laughs> 1917, still. Um, <laughs> the trenches, they built their entire set. Like, all those trenches, they, there's like a four-month that's rehearsal crazy. process. They had to, like, time everything. They had to know all their stuff before that, they started well, yeah, building the production because they had to get the timing right. Mm-hmm. right. That was before they started building everything, mm-hmm. too. That's why um, I watched Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I watched this video about how some of the shots were made, and there was like the one when he's running away from the guys like that are shooting at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like, is that when he's in the town? Yeah, they like had a truck following him, uh-huh. and then they transferred it over to a crane, and then from that crane they transferred it over to a motorcycle, all in one shot. That's one, crazy. Yeah, and that was kind of, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So I think that the cinema, the cinematography was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. Any th- more thoughts on 1917 for you? See, I feel like I could have had a lot more to say about it, but I'm kind of drawing a blank. I, I it's kind of like better. the things I liked about it are kind of the same thing that it, it's the one. The main thing I liked is the the, the process of watching it, the yeah. one shot, the cinematography. Because um, I again, like, there's not too much to say about the plot. He was just the it guy was a good plot. It's a good yeah. plot. It's simple. Yeah, uh, it's just a story that happens in 
World War One. Yeah. Trench warfare. And I think that was the coolest thing about it is that we're, we're everyone goes to World War Two. Right. Um, and this one was World War One, and I really know nothing, honestly, about World War One. Yeah, um, I could give you a little history lesson, but I'll, I'll save I that mean, for I another really, time. I really didn't learn too much history from this movie. <laughs> right there. I mean, but I don't know. My biggest thing is like, yeah, the cinematography was great, and like the shot was awesome. The shots were awesome, and like it felt like epic. But I don't know why. I really can't explain why it didn't hit for me. Like I right. thought it was no, going to hit a not, lot harder. Not every movie. Well, that's hits probably for why. Yeah, you probably. You might have worked it up a little uh, bit too high for yourself. Whereas, like, when we went in to see it, uh, I had, like, no expectations. Like, I'm going to see it. This might yeah. be a rough, and then it's rough ride. And then I saw that, because I didn't know it was a one-shot. I didn't know they were filming like yeah. that. So that first one, I'm like, whoa, this one-shot's insane. Mm-hmm. And then I got yeah. excited looking for where they cut. And then it became mm-hmm. pretty obvious. Like, they almost did it in chapters. We're like, okay, now it's a new chapter because they cut. It's mm-hmm. a new one-shot. Yeah, and I, was I really up. enjoyed that. It actually inspired me because I, I want to start writing something similar to that, but in space. Yeah, I was looking yeah. for... Uh, like a space... Like, if I ever got the reins right. of doing a Star Wars movie, I want to do a 1917 version of some random war, some random planet for uh, in space. And I think that could be really cool. Very political, very... Uh, I would probably do like, oh, this isn't my war. I don't want to be... I would go that kind of route with it. I think that's pretty exciting because then you get all the sci-fi effects. Right, right. And you don't have, like, a big part of it, it's like, it's a, oh, all white people pretty much. So that we get away from that too. Oh, you mean of, like, the, the, the how everyone in this movie was? It was, yeah. every It was, like, a yeah. very high white production. I mean, that's, well, that's I mean, with, if you look, that's just accurate. Right, I agree. I, I know why that's accurate, but, like, in general, and this is going to be a theme with most of the nominations for best picture this year it's all about like it's very white i know but you know I, I i'll get we can talk about this at the end i really do i do want to have a conversation about this when we're done so let's move on yeah. to the next movie let's go to jojo rabbit okay I'll um, sit back all right uh, so, you, you didn't have a chance to see jojo rabbit huh I did not. I Unfortunate, did not. because this movie, and I was already a fan of like Taika Waititi. Don't that, that's how you say it, right? I believe so. Yeah. So um, don't get me wrong. Like I always knew he was good, but after this movie, he now will have me watch any of his movies. Like without hesitation, I'm gonna go see a, a, a movie by right. him. Didn't he like play Hitler in it? He yeah, did, he and did. I didn't realize that until after because I didn't like I I forget what he looks like sometimes, and it, uh, he I, did it perfectly. Yeah, I, well, I loved how quirky he was as Hitler. Oh, and, like, I didn't know it was, like, this big of a comedy. And, like, but they, they would do comedy, 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 comedy. Then they'd do something big that would always hit. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we're going to get accidental spoilers here, so sorry, Simon. This uh, is actually one that I saw trailers for and didn't throw me off for the movie, which that normally does happen. Right. I do watch um, trailers and I get thrown off for the movie. Right. So the premise is it's, this, it's about this, like, 10-year-old boy and his imaginary friend is Hitler. And it's Hitler's so goofy. He's like, oh, yeah, we're best pals. And he's like a Nazi fanatic, the kid. And it kind of symbolizes how Hitler was literally in the minds of all these kids. Yeah. And, like, it really hits. Because in the beginning, he goes to a Nazi summer camp or something like that mm-hmm. to learn how to be a good Nazi. And it's super fun and super exciting for all the kids. And then he blows himself up for with a grenade. Yeah. Yeah. The kid does? The kid does. Yeah, he, he, he tries to throw metal. it. Because they're uh, teaching them how to throw grenades and what not to do. And then he runs, grabs it from the instructor, and throws it. And it just bounces off a tree and lands at his feet. 
It's kind of hilarious, honestly. That's yeah. the entire movie. <laughs> it's just like it makes you laugh. Like what? Um, then also, there's a character. Uh, what's his name? Steve Merchant. Oh, Stephen Merchant's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Is he's that the, the tall guy. Yeah, the super tall guy. Yeah. Um, and like for instance, he just comes in for like a general inspection, and he's just hilarious. He's just like a mm. uh, super pro Hitler and they're mm-hmm. saying like the most ridiculous stuff and I know there's a rumor that Hitler only has one ball that's a lie he has four balls <laughs> <laughs> and he's like super proud okay. so it's that kind of humor uh-huh. and Rebel Wilson's really good in it too she's the female fanatic of Hitler yeah she's like the only right. female uh, representation of propaganda for the women she's mm-hmm. had like 18 kids for Germany and she loves it <laughs> and she loves it for Germany for Germany yeah um, okay. And they, they also treat like they like the the Jewish Jewish people. They're like, uh, oh, they're like bats. They sleep upside down, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of stuff like that. They can read your mind, and they like yeah, everybody nice. believes it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of the standout performances, and you can see because she got the best supporting actress nomination from it, Scarlett Johansson killed it. Oh yeah, she was. Wait, she's in that movie. That's, yeah, that's right. what I said too when I saw her. I didn't uh-huh. know she was actually in. The and movie. there's this moment. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> uh, they they consistently talk. She's like helping her little son, her son, who's the Nazi fanatic, tie his shoes constantly. Talking about the bunny rabbit, how to tie it. Mm-hmm. And then they yeah. constantly show her shoes. Not constantly. They do it twice. Yeah, they show her a couple first. times. She's dancing. Uh, of they her show very off her, her red and white, uh, like almost not tap shoes, but they like have a little heel. They're yeah. very fancy shoes. And they showed early in the movie the people who hung, who was, like, helping fight against Germany. And the boy, just at a time when it was just, like, pretty comedy, he just walked by. You just see the shoes hanging right by his head later. And it was just so hard. I was not mm-hmm. ready for it. I looked at the shoes, and I was like, no. No, yeah, and that was so good. They they put the emphasis on the shoes, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was a cool shot. It was and a great And then shot. you see that, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh. So the big, uh, this was one of the best love stories I've also seen. Oh, and also with the tying the shoe thing, her shoe right. was untied, and he tried to tie her shoe, and he couldn't. Oh. Which leads towards when the end, and when he ties, she, uh, uh, what's her name? Elsa's. Elsa? And uh-huh. he ties Elsa's shoes. She's, she's the Jew that he finds living in his yeah, walls. Yeah, so her mom, his mom was very, uh, pro against the Germany. There was, like, a rebellion kind of deal. Mm. Uh, and she eventually gets caught for that. Uh, but she was like, uh, ha- she had was like with Anne Frank. That was kind of what they were going. Just Jewish people hiding in people's houses. They had like behind the walls. And the Nazi boy fanatic found her one day, and he was not about it. He was like, and he starts. He he hates her. He thinks he's a mm-hmm. monster. And then he eventually falls in love like with literal her. Literal Anne Frank. It's not Anne Frank. It's like no, she's Anne hiding Frank. in the wall. So it's like okay. it's the same. It's like that. That happened all over Germany during that time period. Yeah. 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 Uh, he finds he falls in love with her, and just how it happened—you literally see it before they even start talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was beautiful. That boy was a phenomenal actor. He was really and good. And you could tell Hitler—Hitler Hitler was his imaginary friend, just their best friends. He's like, "Oh yeah, you want to get rid of this, but you can't, because uh, if you tell on her being there, then your mom's gonna get captured." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was one part where he was like, "I think." You should just try to be her friend and get to know her. And a little bit later, he's like, why are you being her friend? Yeah. It's really insane to see the, the imaginary friend be so friendly. And then as he starts to get pull away from Hitler's ideals and stuff like that, uh, he starts getting angry, mm-hmm. Hitler. And it's just, it really hits. 
But he is one of the most hilarious parts, to, uh, yeah, the Hitler great. character. He's like almost super friendly. He's like, oh, yeah, you need to hail me. Give me a better <laughs> hail. Hail Hitler. Hey, better. <laughs> what are you trying to hear? It was just, it's hilarious, man. Great cinematography. Mm-hmm. Very comedic cinematography. Um, oh. The whole movie just looks beautiful. Beautiful. The boy's best friend. Uh-huh. Let's talk about him for a second. It's this little pudgy boy. He's very, He gets to be a soldier when he's like 10 years old. Uh, <laughs> Um, there's this moment, one of the best moments, um, he just sees his friend across the the street, and he's holding this, like, rocket launcher, right? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, hi, hi, Jojo. He drops the rocket launcher. To, to wave. Yeah, to wave, and it just goes off and blows this entire building up. <laughs> Yorkie, that's his name. Your, Yorkie. Yeah. Um, and... He's just this little pudgy guy, kid with glasses. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sweet. Shows up at the most random times. Yeah. So Jojo, Hi, Jojo. Jojo started to tell uh, this kid about a, finding a Jewish person in his wall. And he's like, oh, I found a Jewish kid, person once in the street, the tree. Frankly, I don't get what all the fuss is about. Because mm-hmm. uh, they, they seem just like, like a normal person. And that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, he's like, uh, Jojo talks to Yorkie and is like, you know, we're talking all the time. She's basically my girlfriend now. And Yorkie goes, Oh, good for you, Jojo. You don't care that she's Jewish? I think there's more important things than Jewish. I mean, the Russians are attacking us right Jews, now. Yeah. Um, so I think they're worse than the <laughs> Jewish people. I hear they eat babies. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. I, I, I can just go on like explaining every single detail if I needed to. But we're just re- uh, rehashing the plot, and that's how good mm. it was. I just want to relive those plots and i did not expect to like i had no interest in seeing this movie again i'm kind of burnt out about the world war ii era and then this just like oh they did this perfectly especially if right now because they they showed how silly propaganda can seem um yet people believe it 100 mm-hmm. percent. Right. and i think that's very the timing of that couldn't have been better to come out and i'm pretty sure that's that that's definitely intentional <sighs> Yeah. Should we move on to... Let's uh, go on for one Simon can talk about. Yeah. Let's go to Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, Simon, put me on so the spot? All right. take it away. Take it away. So if we're talking about Ford versus as a... What did you say? Fieri? Uh, Ford Ferrari. versus Ferrari. Uh, so, if y'all, so y'all didn't... Neither of y'all saw it, right? No, no not at all. So give us the rundown. Okay, so... It's the basic. It, it's a. It's, it's a real story that happened back in uh, the late '60s. I think it was based um, on a true story. Based on a true story, where basically uh, Ford was trying to make a deal with Ferrari, and the owner of Ferrari, uh, Enzo himself, basically just insulted uh, Henry Ford II and was like called him a fat American pig or some shit like that. And hmm. uh, Ford was like. Uh, uh, and, uh, there's this race in France called Le Mans, which is a 24 hour race. And, uh, the cars go for 24 hours and Italy won, I think either three out of the four or four out of the five years prior to when this movie takes place. And, um, so after getting insulted, Henry Ford's like, Hey, you know what? We're going to go, we're going to make a car and beat them. I don't care how much money it takes. Um, and they get this guy, uh, Carol Shelby. I'm sure you've heard of like Shelby Mustangs. Like it's that Shelby. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, one of the greatest like American car designers and makers of all time. Um, so yeah, they spend a lot of money. It's not easy. They develop a car. Spoiler: 
it's a true story, so I already everyone knew this going in. Uh, they beat Ferrari and then they won at Le Mans, I think, for the next three years or something like that, uh, because of the Ford GT, which is like Ford's only supercar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just it's a really fun, not biopic, I guess necessarily, but it's just a nonfiction movie with, of course, you know, fiction things added in. I yeah, think to dramatize uh, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dramatization. Who, who exactly. are the actors um, in this? Uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale were the main two. Right. That's right. Um, and. Yeah. I think, you know, you don't really need to be a car fan to enjoy it. Definitely helped. I knew the story going into it, so I knew what to expect, and I got to see, like, them portray it. But there's enough, like, human drama and human story behind it all um, to really get uh, anyone interested. Because, I mean, Christian Bale's character, he's the driver, and he's, like, the best driver in the goddamn world, right? But he's an asshole and hard to deal with. Mm. And people don't like dealing with them. And Ford has this, like, you're not a Ford man mentality. So they keep trying to shut him down throughout the movie. And he's just, like, keeps showing him, like, oh, I'm showing everyone, oh, I'm the best driver. So it doesn't matter what you think about me. You need me winning this race. Uh, But there's a lot of trials and tribulations, if you will. I mean, Christian Bale's not, like, he's not a rich man, even though he keeps winning races. And, like, you know, family stuff goes on. He's got a wife and a kid. And. Um, I just forgot sometimes, I forget sometimes that Christian Bale is British, um, <laughs> but he is British in this movie. Um, and I think him and Matt Damon really killed it as actors. Matt I Damon, I forget Matt so. Damon's so good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost, I didn't cry, but I almost did <laughs> when some shit was going down. Uh, but, and it's one of the coolest things is that they've got all these classic cars from the sixties and even earlier doing some really high speed racing. So there's like, you know, it's not jam packed, just straight car action, like how fast and the furious might be, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. it's like controlled and kind of cool, just simple racing, but with these really awesome classic cars, like they've got one of the the first 69 Mustang, uh, they don't race in it, but they put it on display, which is a a very famous old Mustang. And, it's very uh, visually got these really beautiful old Ferraris. So it was really nice looking. I think yeah. like it was just really gorgeous seeing all these old beautiful cars go at it in like the heyday of racing. Right. Okay. Um, Do you think that you need to be a car fan to enjoy this movie? Or I mean, no. I already said like you don't need to be, but I didn't right. think it definitely would help. Okay. You know, I don't know how someone who hasn't, who doesn't like you know care about cars would feel about it. But right. there's a lot. You know, it's not just about the cars. It's about the people Carol Shelby sticking like doing his best to get this thing done and uh Christian Bale's character I cannot for the life of me think of his name um you know deal with being this kind of abrasive guy but dealing with the Ford corporate people who just want to push him down constantly oh and also I even mentioned John Bernthal's in it um as uh Lee Iacocca which is he was a big Ford higher up back in the day um and had a big part of this uh, if y'all don't know John Bernthal, my Shane name from is the Walking Punisher. Dead. Yeah, yeah, Shane from the Walking <laughs> Dead or Punisher. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and yeah, and there's of course like the quote unquote bad guy is like the guy who works for Ford who keeps trying to get some Ford man behind the wheel, and um, you know, and then there's also the, there's kind of two bad guys. There's that bad guy, then there's like the Ferrari bad guy. Very layered kinda. plot. Interesting. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, like I said, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen, it didn't matter. I was still there for all the rises and falls because I didn't know all the in-betweens of how it happened. I just know what happened. Right. What do you think of this? Uh, but yeah, I don't think I think y'all should give it a chance once it's out. I think it just got released on like digitally. Okay. Um, you know, if you have a chance, get it. Take a look at it. See Definitely. what you think. Definitely. What do you think, uh, cinematography-wise? How was it? I said it looked pretty good. Nothing blew me away. I think they put all their like cinematography efforts into like the car races, which and makes whatnot. sense. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's probably like the highlights um, of the movie mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, I think like, it really it opens really cool because Carroll Shelby was a racer. Uh, before he just started designing cars, right. but um, he got into a big accident and like couldn't race anymore. And so he was the first American to ever win this race, the Le Mans race. Um, and so the first shot of the movie is like super foggy roads. Like the Le Mans is not an easy race. Like it's usually rainy or cloudy and dangerous. Uh, the, the dangerous race, and that's why a lot of people get hurt or even die in this race. Uh, don't know if it's still going on today actually yeah, i was very um, curious about that uh but the like an opening shot is like you can't even see anything you're just speeding through this cloudy uh road and then you see carol shelby and like all they have is like this tiny you know it's the 60s the technology wasn't mm-hmm. great so they had like these tiny little windshields and you're just like out there in the elements like um you know you haven't slept <laughs> at all basically and uh you can really feel like the the really how dangerous that racing was back then. And it is still, even still is. Right. These are thousands and thousands of pounds of metal flying down, you know, roads that yeah. are, you know, this, and the body's doing things that it's not meant to do. Um, when they, uh, one of the coolest moments is when they're trying to convince Henry Ford, the second, the guy who runs Ford at the time, mm-hmm. uh, to get behind this car uh, Shelby just puts him in a car and, you know, Henry's like, oh, I've, you know, oh, I've been around the block. I, I can drive. No problem. I can sit in the passenger seat. No problem. Carol takes him around in this Ford GT and he's like crying at the end of it. Like he can't handle how crazy it was driving in this ridiculous machine. And it just shows it's kind of like this movie. I think the moral of the story is it's just how important cars can be to people and how much it affected like a lot of people's lives back then and still currently. Awesome. I think that was a good punch right there at the end. You know? There we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'll have to Cars go back and watch. Let's move on to Little Women. Um, Little Women. I yeah. keep thinking it's that song from Sweeney Todd. Oh, uh, Pretty Women? <laughs> Pretty Women, yeah. Pretty women. <laughs> so Little Women. Uh, yes. I thought it was a good movie. Oh yeah, fantastic. Um, it was a remake, movie, right? There was an original a long time ago. Yeah, yeah it's a remake. It's a book, actually. Yeah, it's based oh, okay. off of a book. Um, Overall, it's a little bit of a slow watch, but I think it's it's interesting. Very, it's just very good pretty much life. about this family of women: um, Emma Watson, uh, Florence Pugh. Who's the main character? What's Laura Dern, right? Uh, I believe Laura so. Dern and Sir Ronan. Okay. That's who I'm and talking then about. Sir Sharon is the main character. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, she mm-hmm. got she did great. She's the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was kind of confused for the first half of it. I was too. <laughs> but... I got the hang of it eventually. Uh, it goes back and forth between two time periods, like seven years earlier. Yeah, and then the pre- the present. And or... I think it slowly catches up. I it think... catches up. Like yeah, so, it's... we go and see like ten years of time. Yeah, over yeah. the movie. Yeah, I, I'm not exact on the dates. Uh, Florence Pugh killed it. When she was the younger version, she was every time she was jokester. She was uh, she was just so funny, and I really felt she was like 
acting the most uh, type of... She, she had the most out there character to act. Mm-hmm. The other people were more grounded yeah. than her. She was the... Not the youngest one, right? She was like... Basically the middle. Yeah, she's yeah, the third. You had all the names down. I thought the, the one <laughs> yeah. of the sisters was the one that got sick, yeah. was the oldest for some reason, mm-hmm. but she was the youngest. So the, the main character, uh, what's her name? Sor- uh, main character. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse she plays Ronan. this character named Joe. Yeah. She's a writer. Um, and, <laughs> and one day she meets this guy, Timothy. His name is Laurie. His in name the movie. is Laurie in the movie. He lives right near them. He has a lot more money. They don't have a lot of money. And there's a fo- family of... Four of the girls with their mother, Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. And their father is the mother, yeah, at yeah. war currently. I think it's, it's World War. It's Civil War. It's Civil War. Is yeah. he at Civil he, War? The, dress, the, the outfits look like Civil this War. This takes yeah. place during it's Civil War. It's in New war. York. So he's, he's yeah. at war. Because I remember they mentioned Lincoln. With the South, yes. Right. Uh, so she's writing. She's uh, pretty much that she writes for herself. She writes for everyone else. Yeah, she but writes you know stories. She wants that. Plays uh, uh, so, to act out with her sisters. Right, because wh- Emma Watson's character Meg yes. wants to. She wanted to be an actor. Wants actress. to be an actress. Uh, but Laurie's character, she meets Laurie. Uh, Joe meets Laurie, and they become really good friends. Mm-hmm. He like joins their like theater, her writing group, and he's in love with her. Yeah. And then throughout what, the movie, Laurie, which one is this? Timothy. The guy. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's in love with her and over throughout the movie it's just like they just keep throwing in like he's hitting on the other sister yeah. and I'm like what now he's like hitting on this girl he's hitting on this one and in the flashback real early on he's having some storyline with uh, Florence Pugh's yeah, character yeah, and, and I was like so thrown off yeah. <laughs> um, but it makes it, it all makes sense at the end too. right so I'm like what and then it sent us back in time um, again so we're just like what yeah. eventually I started being able to pick up on what was in the past and what was in the yeah, yeah. just the, the hairstyles were different mm-hmm. they did that on yeah at certain times I was um, like is this the past and it was production design present. production design is top notch yeah. I will give it that um, it was so a little, the costumes are going to be next level. They yeah, were next level, yeah. And it was just a story. It was kind of like I, I saw somewhere that it's like this generation's version of Sex and the City. So it was very like all about these characters um, yeah. and their lives they go through as women in this time period, which mm-hmm. kind of they did like tie it back into now. Uh, women are like tired of not getting the representation. Uh, so it was really good for that, and it didn't do it in a way. It did it. It felt very original how they did it. I felt it's very modernized, even though it wasn't in this time period. They did yeah. well staying true to that time period, but in a way where it still feels like a modern story, if that makes sense. Yeah, Florence Pugh killed it. I wonder it how people who like saw the original movie or read the book felt about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like that it got nominated for Best Picture. I definitely think it is that level of a movie based on the production design, the acting. The acting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I know this movie. Well, listen, I mean, Flor- I'm a, such a big Florence Pugh fan, and I've only seen her in one movie, and I'm she's going to see this at some yeah, point because she, I just she's so goddamn good. Right, and I agree. If you like Florence Pugh, you're gonna like this movie. I'm a yeah. fan of uh, Florence. Pugh. I wasn't a big fan of Midsummer, to be honest. I liked it, but. Uh, other than that, um, she will be in the Black Widow, so. Which, like I said when we talked about it the other day, is like, I I'm so done with the MCU at this point, honestly. But seeing Florence pop up in the Black Widow trailer, I was like, oh, okay, I'm interested to see. Right, this now. and now I, I'm kind of on a ScarJo hype. That's because what I was. ScarJo, a Marriage Story. After seeing after Jojo Rabbit, like she did well yeah. this year. 
Say what you will about her. She did well. And her character... The only, what do you mean, say what you will? Because some people have a lot of bad... People... Some people don't like Jusarjo. That's just, they're done They're with just her. mad because of the whole ghost in the shell situation. There's plenty more than that. Yeah. Way more than that. But, what else? But it's taken out on her when it's kind of not necessarily I her mean, they're fault. Cast, it, she it is, she does it, it, accept yeah. it. But... There's been at least three movies like that, Simon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Most of them are canceled. Know. I, no, yeah, yeah, we don't need to get into that. SNL. Anymore. That's the only thing I've seen her do recently. I like her on I SNL. She it. I think she kills yeah, it on she SNL. Did a great really. job. And her character's so funny in JoJo Rabbit, and she's still yeah. the most serious one. Yeah. Um. Staying on Little Women, uh, I think this is a very good movie. It wasn't. I'm. I know I'm not the target audience for this movie, mm-hmm. so yeah. I did feel that while watching, like, okay. Uh, there are going to be people who appreciate this movie a lot more than I do. Definitely. Uh, but I My grandma s- fucking loved it, but that's the demographic right, right there. Uh, I didn't. I thought I was going to dislike it more than I did. If that makes sense, I could yeah. watching it. I'm like, this is a good movie. Yeah. I enjoy this movie. I would recommend the, this movie mm-hmm. to someone that I think is in this audience, target audience. Definitely. I feel like you will like it, Simon. I know. I yeah, actually sure. just I recommend will. everybody to see it once. Right. The acting in its alone is like at, no, at least. sometimes all you need is acting. You're going yeah. to love this movie, Simon, yeah. actually. I'm sure. Yeah. Um Yeah. It was really good. Really great movie. And it, it gave a good like push. Like they always did like the oh, women don't need to be married. Mm-hmm. It's okay. They don't have to only care about romance. Mm-hmm. But it's okay for women to like romance still. Mm-hmm. And that's not usually pushed. And, yeah. and at the very end, like, she write, she gets her book sold uh, and everything. She she gets to own her book. And in that time period, like, that's fantastic. They yeah. do this nice uh, book pup creating uh, set scene. And it's like, whoa, it really takes a lot of work yeah. to make a single book back in the time. That's exactly what was going through my head when that uh, part it was, was yeah, happening. Printing. Printing. And her, her book looks so nice. Printing, just putting the book together. It, it was literally like a four-minute montage of yeah. them making a book. And putting in the stamps for the, the letters. Literally individually pushing yeah. every letter down. Uh-huh. Whew. I can't imagine what it was like making a book back then. Yeah. I'm happy this... Uh, or got, do I know what it's like to make a book now, actually? Got nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, let's go to one of Simon's. Let's do Parasite. Parasite. All right. So I've actually seen this kind of one and a half times already now. Okay. Uh, I uh, watched it just the other day. Uh, but first I was walking down the street. And I'm sorry, that's a joke that no one was going to. Um, anyways, Parasite, I think this was a fucking awesome movie. And I, you know, you hear that from everybody. At least I've been hearing that from everybody, too. Um, you know, it's... It's such an original kind of story, and there's a lot of like really cool symbolism that goes on throughout it. Uh, I guess I'll give you all a synopsis Please. about what's going on. Um, I don't. I feel weird about spoiling this one for y'all. Then do um, what you can. Yeah, it's our know. fault. We didn't get it seen yeah, it in is, time. It is our fault. Uh, I really yeah, wanted to and, see it, but I, I, I thought about going to see it today earlier. I uh, just didn't find the time. So I'm gonna do my best to not spoil like the big ending of it. Um, uh, but basically, the whole point is that there's this uh, really, really poor family, and they uh, one uh, the the son gets to start teaching this rich kid, this rich girl, um, English as an English tutor. He has like a friend recommended for the job or whatever, and slowly he 
gets all the other people that work for this rich family fired and has them replaced by the rest of his family. So, like, uh, hmm. he's the teaching the daughter English. He uh, swindles, not swindles, but he convinces the mom to hire his sister mm-hmm. uh, to be uh, the son's art teacher and art therapist. Uh-huh. Um, not saying that it's his sister. He, like, he, the family doesn't know that all these four people are related. He just kind of well, recommends um, them, and they get in because yeah, of his Yeah, he's like, this is, like, uh, my cousin's friend Jessica that goes to college it's or like some she's shit. she's top-notch mm-hmm. for this job. Yeah. It's in subtitles, yeah. right? It has subtitles, right? Yeah, it is subtitles. Okay. Um, are there parts that are in English since there's an English tutor? Um, no, they no. say, I, I, but this is a thing that I think I read about this being like a Korean thing is that they do mix in a lot of American words here and there. Okay. And so like, they do say some like English things like here and there, but it's, wow. there's no like full sentences in English or anything. Okay. Um, and so yeah, his sister becomes the art therapist. He, they do a whole plan where his sister leaves some underwear and in the car and gets the driver fired and gets his dad hired to be the driver. And then they get the housekeeper fired and um, have his mom become the housekeeper. So all four of them are working for this family, mm-hmm. you know, but under the guise that they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just living the life at this point. You know, everything's going well. And then, you know, things go awry. Like I said, I really don't want to spoil this one for y'all. Um, I, I, Obviously, I could spoil Ford vs. Ferrari every day because also it's a true story and everything. But this one, you know, this one is such a good movie. I really don't want to. It's a horror genre, too, right? Not at all. It's not horror. Suspense? Even like when I texted, it's suspense and thriller, sure. Yeah, at the most. But there's not a single scary moment in here. Okay. Um, And just shit goes awry. That's the best I can say. And like, you know, there's just a lot of symbolism between um, one of the biggest like themes throughout this whole thing is the main father of the rich family hates the way that the driver smells. And he's like, Oh, he's got this really offensive smell. And like, he's smelling on like poor people and like subway riders. And like the wife is like, Oh, I haven't ridden the subway in years. You know, and they're just really showing how like in a bubble, these people live and they're so rich and they just don't even can even, can't even fathom the problems that these kind of poor lower class citizens, um, deal with in Korea. Uh, and there's also a huge symbolism where they live on the side of this mountain in Korea and the rich family, of course, lives at the top and to get home, they have to walk to the bottom of the mountain to get to their house. Mm. Um, there's just a lot of cool symbolism. Like I said, I I don't want to give away too much, but I think it's a really awesome movie. There's a lot of great tie-ins. There's a a lot of swerves. You, you kind of, you, are on the side of this really poor family, but also they're kind of, you know, being manipulative and not right. being the best people, but they, you know, you kind of understand it when they've been kind of shit on uh-huh. for so long. And, um, you know, there's a great, I will say people die. I guess that's what I can say. People die, yeah, but that's yeah. not really a big surprise. People nothing. die. And there's a big climax yeah. at the end. Okay. Um, how's that? And, Huh? Acting is pretty awesome. They you won a I lot mean? of uh, for... for a lot of the other award ceremonies. They did win a lot of best ensemble. Oh, really? So uh, it, people are really upset that they didn't get nominated for best actor or best supporting actress or anything like that because yeah. of how good of their ensemble uh, ensemble was. Honestly, it's probably just snubbed because they didn't know who any of these people were. Right. You know what I mean, they're not. I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, people like to give, people like to give the big names the nomination. Yeah, but uh, I do know. Um, 
Cameron told me that he recognized and he knew the father from another Korean movie that did pretty well, which was a zombie movie, I think. Like, not Train to Busan, but something, um, which is a like a, another big Korean movie that came out like recently. Right. And so he, the the main father is a really big actor in Korea. Like, he's okay. a very famous actor in Korea. Yeah. Um, and this is probably going to be. And I think the help. acting was really, really, really good. You know, it's 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 going to be hard for. You know, some people I'm sure going into reading a subtitle right. situation where even in the past I've had trouble with subtitled movies, but it didn't take away from this at all, really, for me That's at good. least. Um, it's there's like a, a lot of amazing shots. It's like, one of the, the cinematography is awesome. Cool. It's like a movie that doesn't uh, like surpasses the language barrier, kind of. A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and like it, it's, I mean, you and I did our top favorite. Right. Uh, movies of the year, like a few, you know, months ago, uh, a couple this months ago. This would have been in it. Ago, for you? Uh, this would have pushed something else out, probably for sure. Probably uh, Ford versus. You put if Ford. I had seen it at yeah, that time. You put Ford versus Ferrari as your number five, so that would have pushed it out. I did. I would probably. I don't know what I'd have. I'd do, but this. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to rethink it because right. this was really. It right. probably would beat out Ford versus Ferrari. I really do love Ford versus Ferrari. Okay, so that's good. Was, the battle of yeah. the best picture nominations. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to I see have it. I really to did want to see it, but I, I wanted I, beautiful cinematography. Yeah, we chose to see Little Women instead, pretty much is what got, that came down to. Mm. And I can't really say whether you made the right or the wrong decision. I mean, we need, <laughs> I, I, we made the right one. We needed it. Yeah. yeah. See Little Women. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. Um, so yeah. Okay. Awesome. Let's move on. To... Everyone, I think, should give this a try. I watched the second half. Like a couple days later, because because um, wanted to watch it Cameron again. Saw the first oh, half. Nice. Cameron saw the first. He's like, "Hey, do you want to watch the other half with me?" I was like, "Sure, sure, I'll, sure, I'll watch it again." Like, I, it was so good, really, really good. All right. Well, nice. Let's move on to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> you saw this twice in theaters, right, Jacob? Yeah, I, I might have seen it three times actually. Okay. Yeah, I had to take um, a lot of people to go see it. Yeah, I this movie. I I know this movie didn't hit for everybody. Yeah. And it really hit for me. I understood why it didn't hit for everybody too. I did not expect it to get a nomination, this many nominations, to be honest. Um, so because I just I, saw it last night for the first time. Right. What, what, do you, what do you think I thought of it? Um, I think you're probably in the thing where like you get it, but it didn't hit with you as much as probably. Uh, that's how I always expected it to hit for you. Um, personally, yeah. that was my I, when we did the top five. This was my top from 2019. Uh, yeah. this movie really hit for me as soon as I went out of the theaters I'm like yeah I knew that movie was going to hit for me I went on a big Quentin Tarantino uh, binge after that and I watched like all his movies I did a whole bunch of research I, I was gone for like five days just in my room studying Quentin Tarantino doing I've seen all those shots and everything uh, yeah. you played the mafia game as Rick Dalton yeah exactly um, I went out of the theater I'm just like wow I know Leonardo DiCaprio is getting pushed as, like, the main actor from this, but this was Brad Pitt's movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's probably going to get nominated for his Best Supporting Actor. I didn't actually assume that. I was like, he should, and he should win it. And mm-hmm. now he's actually winning the awards for Best Supporting Actor, so I'm actually really happy about that. Because um, I can't say that I, like... I, I think Brad Pitt's good and everything, but, like, I can't say I've ever, like, liked Brad Pitt more, like, this much. And for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood made me realize, wow, Brad Pitt is, like, can carry a movie with yeah. this big of a well, cast. Well, I had that moment when I saw Ad Astra. Okay, I didn't get to see um, that. Which, um, I didn't like the movie itself, but Brad Pitt's acting He's on another level. The whole thing. He's on another yeah, level yeah. right now. And now that he's winning all this The most gorgeous man in Hollywood, arguably. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Especially because he's older, so he's like got that dignified feel. Oh my god, he's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, what were your thoughts, Simon? We're, I'm not. I, yeah, I want to know. Yeah. Honestly, the biggest thing for me is I just after I watched it, I was like, "That's it." I feel mm-hmm. like nothing happened. Exactly. That, like that. Uh-huh. That, that was, was my point. biggest takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the first hour, and Cameron joined me after that, and I was like, "Holy crap!" It's been an hour. I feel like we've just driven a little bit around Hollywood okay. and learned Cliff Booth may or may not have killed his wife, and that's about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. so here's that was my what biggest I, takeaway. It was really cool because I saw this like writing tip right before I watched this movie about how Stephen King once wrote a book how he spent chapters and chapters writing about this like not chapters and chapters like pages and pages about this one character just one character kind of out there we didn't know this character and then he bumps into the main character at a grocery store and that was the only purpose of that character but we learned so much about it and that's about going on tangents in your writing to like fill out the world this movie goes on tangents that's like all this, and like I know Quentin Tarantino doesn't like his uh, scripts to get cut, and that's why it's so long because he goes on these like almost pointless tangents. Like one yeah. of the, one of the early scenes with Leonardo DiCaprio sitting in the the restaurant or the bar or whatever it is with that one person, and they're just talking, and then it does a flashback uh, or not flashback, yeah. it just skips to like showing all his different little acting things he's going. Right. Like, that's kind so, of pointless. But- but like it builds Rewind the world. Real quick, don't just throw away Al Pacino. Oh, it's Al Pacino. Like, I forgot nothing. who it was. Put I, some I, respect yeah. on Al Pacino's <laughs> name. <laughs> it's Al Pacino. I, I didn't want to be wrong. Um, I would have been wrong. Let's just say that. <laughs> I forget he's he wasn't in that movie that much though. It was basically no, just that but scene. I mean he's yeah. a legendary yeah. person. Yeah. Um. But I, I was going for more I character. I understand now. these tangents, and I love. And oh, I, I, I agree. Love movies um, that do this kind of stuff. Like I said, this movie hits really hard for me. It's kind of the thing with cinematography wise, uh, and uh, just in general, because like it was really good on the ears as well. I think it was vision, yeah. ears. Um, I believe that, like a picture says a thousand words, right? Well, this right. had like millions of pictures in this because of the cinematography, and it just captured so many millions of words. Right. It was very beautiful to watch. It was almost like a visual photograph, if that makes sense. Which is just I, I gotta say, they, they they always use like CG to film the fill in the backgrounds of these like movies that take place a long time ago. Right. And a lot of times you can kind of tell this one. It seems so flawless. Like it really did. I will say that's like the best thing I think about this whole movie is that right. it really felt like you were in 1969. Mm-hmm. It really did. I mean, we also yeah. we 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 like this. We went. We dressed. Uh, Halloween, we were Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. So, that. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, Cliff, I, like I, said, I mean, Leo and Brad Pitt are just on another level of acting. They are right. amazing in this. You Rick, know, I mean. Rick Dalton's character, he is just a bumbling fool uh, the entire movie. But he's, it's still, he's like struggling with his. there for. Yeah, struggling with his confidence as an actor uh, and everything. Right. Um, and but then, then he, he did that acting in that in that uh, western thing with Timothy Oliphant, and he fought. I mean, oh my god, the acting when he was kidnapping that little girl in the movie. Oh yeah, amazing. no, he was on another you know, level. He was acting within acting, you know, being mm-hmm. an actor, being an actor, acting, in, you know, whatever. Right. And the, oh, like they had that one scene 
where they were just in the bar, and then he forgets his line after it was so intense. Mm. I was like yeah. so invested because of how long they were letting it go on for, and I was like, "In yeah. it, this is the movie now." Uh-huh. And then he calls lines, and it literally takes me out of it. And that was the purpose of him for it was just so perfectly. Like, I felt it. It literally took me out, and that's what it was supposed to do. And I just thought that was amazing. And yeah. then his whole, uh, whole that whole mm-hmm. part made his breakdown even, even right. More that was one of the uh, the best parts of the movie was <laughs> him like. Have like having that breakdown. Yeah. He's like, I'm not gonna drink. <laughs> I'm done drinking. One more. <laughs> and because it went on for so long, and the little girl, iconic line uh, yeah, about yeah. What, what an actor's yeah. duty is, and, and all how that saying yeah, actress yeah. is nonsensical. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Um, and it was obviously the it was about like what if Sharon Tate. Let's talk about Sharon Tate in a second. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, very important. What the whole movie is. What if it's... Sharon Tate didn't get murdered? Well, what would happen? What would happen? What events? Yeah could have took place to make sure that she didn't die. Right. Because that was I the... forgot. Wow, y'all just blew my mind because I totally forgot about the whole Manson thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the details of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that makes sense now. Sharon Tate's the one that they killed. Exactly. Right. I think a lot of okay, people... Okay, so that's that's what her whole point in this movie was. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, she was also, kind of there. And she's I think also... It's more... That. I actually feel she's the heart of the movie. Well, she is. It revolves around her. Right. That's and she just... Every time we get to see her, it's just like... She's so endearing. Mm-hmm. And that was how yeah. Sharon Tate was literally described. Like, yeah. Everyone yeah. just, like, stopped. It, she, like... Even if it wasn't about her, just how nice, how sweet she was, mm-hmm. everything just stopped when you started talking to Sharon Tate or saw her. Yeah. And every character got to have that interaction with her some way mm-hmm. of being so sweet. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't like this movie because they're like, Sharon Tate, she's pointless. There's no reason for her to be there. What's the point of this movie? It's very The whole point deep. of this movie is to see what what the little event. events could have happened uh, that made sure that she didn't die. Mm-hmm. And sh- that was a big star in the, in the old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how endearing huge. the type of person that was wa- that would become that huge. Yeah, she was huge back in mm-hmm. the day. And that was in the very beginning of her career. Right. I also, uh, and this is something I've been stealing from my writing and stuff, from uh, a lot of shots were focused on Brad Pitt's face doing nothing, but there was a whole scene going around. Like, uh, for instance, when he was on set and he got in the fight with uh, Bruce Lee. With Bruce Lee, the most of that scene or the beginning parts of it was just on Brad Pitt, while the whole conversation we didn't see, oh. but we heard it all. Uh-huh. And, and it kind of slowly right. backed out, right? Uh, yeah, it's like Brad Pitt heard it all, but he wasn't really processing it. Oh, he wasn't paying attention. Yeah, he, he was, was just kind of zoning it, it out because he's like, "This guy's uh, bullshitting." It kind of does the same was. thing to us because we're not paying attention. We are paying attention, uh-huh. but it, it because we can't see it, we're not following it as much as we could be. I think that, and that was very intentional. Yeah, that was to show us like Brad Pitt's like, ah, oh, this guy's not. Doing horse shit right now. Right, like, that's it. Ooh, and he's I just, all talk. Brad Pitt was Brad Pitt was so good. Like I don't agree. Disagree, I don't agree that he was a supporting character, but he's gonna win. He he, he should win. I I don't know we're gotten getting there yet, but I think he should win best supporting actor. Hmm. I honestly, I, I yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a cosign that. I'm going to co-sign that. Right. I think he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I don't know who yeah. else is up for the sporting we'll actor right now. We'll get there. We'll get there. Also, I loved how, like, okay, so in The Hateful Eight, uh, Quentin Tarantino and, and Pulp Fiction, right, they literally do chapters. He, like, literally says it. He doesn't say right. it. In, he doesn't say it in this one, but he still writes it in chapter form. Every time right. a new chapter happens, he uh, it's another musical vehicle montage. 
Yeah. With another music. And I thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then he gets us into that habit of like, oh, it's a new chapter. We're going on a long, elongated uh, musical car ride. Yeah. And then they do the, the horse race. And then they start playing with it. They start changing it up. And I thought that was hilarious. That was beautiful. And it's all those little things that, it's a lot of little things that add up. Mm-hmm. And I, this is my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, it's up there for me. I, mm-hmm. I don't know the word of Tarantino movies for me, and but that's not the point. This, right. And inversely, I think this is probably my least favorite Tarantino movie. That make, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I see that a lot of people won't will feel that way. I get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it did hit for me. I thought it was an amazing movie. Uh, production design, great. Um, I did not expect it. Uh, coming out of the movie, I did not expect it to get award nominations, to be honest. So I'm happy that it did. Yeah. I agree with it, but I didn't expect it to. Because Quentin Tarantino isn't like prolific for the Oscars. No, I think the, the this biggest first... takeaway for me on this whole thing was that uh, I didn't know spaghetti westerns were called spaghetti westerns because they're just westerns that happen in Italy. Yeah, he pulls from spaghetti westerns a lot. Like I've watched a lot of videos. He loves those old time westerns, so he puts yeah, he aspects does, yeah. of that into his other stuff. Hateful Eight. Outlawness, everything. Hateful Eight's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved Hateful Eight. I, w- I want to go back to Little Women for a second. I think that would be because of Hateful Eight. Little Women would be a great play. It seems. I don't even know anything about it, honestly, other than what you said, and it seems like a play. They could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. All right, so um, should we move I think on? It was really good as a standalone film, though. That's good. So no, I, I agree. Have I agree. Let's three go. movies left. Yeah, we're going to go to Irishman next. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, boy. This Take us away on this. All you, Simon. I've seen it, but I think uh, I, oh, I'll get there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, do I have to take it away? Um, oh, this is all you do. <laughs> I okay. will say that this is probably my biggest disappointment of the entire year. I think um, it's a good movie. It's slow. It's kind of boring for me. I didn't watch it. It was three hours too long. Three and a half hours. Um, what? He said it was three hours too long. Okay, so it should have been half hour? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. the best part of it was at the end when he's like kind of having that like remorse a little bit about like how he raised his daughter and how he's just trying to connect with his daughter. Um, and like he's having all this like, oh man, I wasn't a good father, but I was just trying to, you know, and like, you know, when he's out killing people oh. and his daughter wanted absolutely nothing to do with him. And like that was the most compelling part of the whole movie for okay. me. Is that like I 30 like minutes. the world that they built within it. I think it's a stereotypical good movie. Stereotypically great movie, actually. Um, but I feel it's very Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese, that's how you say it, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like he has this idea that this is the old, This is how movies are supposed to be. You're supposed to make them this realistic, this gritty, this dr- dramatic, this kind of slow. And I don't agree with it. And that happened with, like... I, I see what he's saying about when he talked about Marvel and how they're theme parks. I get that. But I still think there's a place for that kind of stuff, especially if you can do good writing, because he doesn't think there's a place for that, I don't, I believe. I think mm-hmm. he thinks that every movie should be a very specific way, should be very... Uh, He's definitely up on his high horse with this whole thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a good movie. Great acting. Um, I think they did a better job with making people younger. I don't. I still don't like it. But, um, God, I thought it was awful. I could see like Joe Pesci's head. Like, right. Flowing. It was better than like Ant-Man did oh god that was horrible right so like I, I i don't think i understand why but i think they should just find people that are younger to play the roles 
Yeah, they do it with so many other movies where they right. have one was, person. They play wanted their the name. They have. They had. They had this. This movie had an all-star cast. Was there flashbacks? Did. Is that what happened? When people. Oh yeah, people it was like all flashbacks. It was all. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was pretty much. He was like telling a story. Okay, I thought it was all these. It older was like actors. the old guy when he's like in his late 80s telling the story yeah. of everything. They they could have done uh, that and then had different actors play it, kind of like Big Fish. <laughs> that was a weird, that's a weird thing to uh, relate it to, but um, I think it was a very. I think it's good. I think it's great. It's just kind of boring. I'm not. I don't ever want to watch it again. <sighs> I don't think it's great at all. I was bored to tears. Great actors. I know you're very anti it, but um, I know it's a good movie. I just. I don't. People were saying it's the best movie of the year. And I disagree. Just I. I think, I think it's, it's that's dumb. Right. I. I yeah. I mean, I don't have listen, much to say on it. No, no, no. Anything to De Niro. He's done great work in his life. That's, Same with Pesci. All of them. Same I with Pacino. Yeah. I don't even think Scorsese is a bad film di- or a bad director. I think he's a fantastic director. It's just. No, I'd say Wolf of Wall Street goes down in like one of my right. favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's just. Oh, because the it was more exciting. There was more character drama. This was just like a. They just wanted to do a mafia, and this is like. So Quentin Tarantino did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he's like all the time Hollywood. That's his world. This was yeah. Martin Scorsese's making a movie about his world because he grew up in like. Uh, that mafia like town, right? That was like his big thing. He had a, he grew up on the streets. Uh, he knew like all the mothers would be like, "Oh, get your kids in at three. He was one of those kids that had to get in at three because there was gonna be like a shooting. Mm. So he grew up that. So it probably hits really hard for home for him. So he really wildly yeah. took it extra serious. That's why he did so much. I get it. Um, I'm not gonna fault anybody for liking this kind of movie. If you, I wish I could like this kind of movie. If that makes sense. I think it. And I think it, a part of it, I, I ended up feeling like I was watching like a biopic or a documentary about Jimmy Hoffa. Right. Um, and I just didn't. Which necessarily isn't a bad thing, but when I was going in for like thinking it was going to be some like dope mafia movie, like, okay. you know, Godfather esque. Yeah. As Goodfellas much as I like, you know, I love the social deduction game Mafia. Uh, yeah. I feel like I should like mafia movies more. <laughs> but I don't. I, I mean, I usually do. I just didn't like this one. Right. I mean, Godfather's a classic, just, but. Yeah, I could never get myself into it just, Godfather. Uh, I, I couldn't when movies. I was younger. And that's probably you the main time that I tried to watch them. Uh-huh. I recently tried to watch old. any of those movies. Um, yeah. I know they're good. It, they're just kind of slow. It's just one of those well, things yeah, that so people came are like, this the 70s, is a classic. You, know. you need to watch it. And then nope. I watch it, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Right. That a movie. I don't like being told yeah, I don't like to watch things. Like, that, that I have to watch it. I understand that it is a classic, but I don't need to, like, you have to watch it. And that's just how I am with everything. I can kind of tell what I'm going to like beforehand yeah. and i know i knew going into irishman i almost wa- I, I undersold it so yeah. when i wa- I, I usually when i undersell I things i like everything. it better like 1917 rocket man all those movies oh. i would i did not go in like expecting anything and yeah. i love them yeah majority of the time i try to go in just neutral not expecting uh, anything it, a lot of times i shoot myself or like uh, movies i think i'm not gonna like i shoot myself down with it like it's probably gonna be trash just go in try it's just to better to do that way it. and uh-huh. yeah i normally come out loving it yeah speaking about trailers i've meant to do it in the, uh, the last one we saw that once upon a time in hollywood trailer way too much that i did not care about seeing that movie mm-hmm. but now after it the the movie i love it like this it right here is my stunt double there cliff booth there it is. Because <laughs> it was in the trailer. Yeah. That's all I knew about the movie going in, pretty much. Um, all right, so I'm kind of done with Irishman. How about you? Yeah, I'm over Irishman. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything to say. I did hear, I did talk briefly. I mean, my grandma, she read the book because it was a book first. Oh. Um, and um, 
she said that they did leave a lot of things out that were in the book. Not, okay. I didn't get. I don't remember. Three and a half hours. They, they still left. How long is the book? The book looked big. She had it on her coffee okay. table when I was there. Oh, it looked pretty big. All right. So, did she enjoy the movie? Did she watch it? Oh God, she loved it. But she like I said, different audience. I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. my grandma prime watched it too. I walked past her as she was watching it, and I was, mm-hmm. what? What is this? And uh, she just. She's like, oh, it's Irish. It might be a generation gap okay. kind of thing. I think she thought it was all right. I think it's a great movie. I think she I thought just it was too long. Uh, it's three and a half hours. Like, okay, yeah. you for, can't for so little. I think uh, was, like, there wasn't much payoff. Endgame is over three hours, but I think that was worth payoff. I think it's hilarious that I'm comparing the Marvel universe to Scorsese. But You're um, comparing a kids movie to a Scorsese movie, whatever. But also, <laughs> Scorsese was the, also against MCU. So that's another yeah. funny thing. Endgame um, deserved to be the three hours because it was like ten years in the making, longer. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I was set up to not like this, also because I had I woke up at seven a.m. to see uh, Rise of Skywalker that right. same day, mm-hmm. uh, and then I watched Irishman afterwards. So that was like a total of six hours of movies straight. And if you watched Irishman um, second, the longer oh that's yeah. that's slow pace. Yeah, yeah, I watched Irishman second after watching one of my favorite movies of twenty nineteen. <laughs> and like, well, this was trash. I hated it. All right, well, I did a step below that. I went from Little Women to Marriage Story. They're both two hours. Good, because uh, we're going to Marriage Story next. Cool. So I guess that's a good transition to Marriage Story. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Um, I thought this was a really good movie. It was just also one of those overall slow movies. Right. It's a little. It's just slowly paced, uh, just like Little Women, and coming back to back on both of those, it was just a little hard to keep my focus get- in on it. I enjoyed I think, this movie a lot more than I thought I was going um, to. Yeah, I could actually see myself watching this again at some point. I definitely think, like, Simon, you should watch it. Like, that's just how it is. Like, I think I it's a good movie. I probably will, but it just seems like something I'm not going to like. No, if, hold know. up, hold up. If you like Adam Driver, if you like Scarlett Johansson, you're going to like this movie. And, right. you, and I think they just, they deserve their not Oscar nominations they for do. Best Actor. They do. Um, the movie's basically about them. It's very fun, actually. I mean, it's not fun because it's divorce, but there are lighthearted, fun moments. Yeah. Um, like, Laura, Laura... Who's it? It's not Laura Dern, is it? Laura... The mom, are you talking the about lawyer. the mom? Oh. Uh, no, Laura Dern Laura, was in... Laura, it is Laura Dern. It is Laura Dern. Oh, she's yeah. the... She's the, the mo- Scarlett Johansson's lawyer. Mm-hmm. And it's just... When the lawyers start going at it at the end, it's like the yeah. payoff of everything. It's just like in the beginning, they're very they see their Adam Driver's character is a popular director for, for theater plays, yeah. for plays, and Scarlett Johansson is one of those girls that had a college movie hit. She was a big college movie star for one college movie, and then she became the star of his plays, and they've been together for years. And she kind of feels like he's been ignoring her thoughts, and he's like, oh. Her dreams are their dreams. Or their his dreams are their dreams, not just his. She has her own dreams too. They have a kid. They live in New York. It's all that stuff. Um, they're not really happy. Well, but she's not really happy. She's, not happy. she's always wanted to go well, back he's to not California happy at some point. Uh, he he has was happy. They in talk New about York. having. He that's wa- true. Yeah. So they're both they're like both they're, they're kind of content. Yeah. Um, and I think I like that it's called Marriage Story, but it's about a divorce. Yeah. I think that was really hits. She moves out to California. Uh, not move. She just visits with her son, and that's well, where no, she. No, she has a series. No, they're not. Oh, she has a series. Yeah, that's what no, takes pilot, her to Cali- a pilot. Yeah, pilot. She's not moving out. This yeah. is ve- and it's very important that we that it's temporary. Yeah. Adam Driver's yeah. character consists com- always says it's only temporary. Yeah. But then she gets the divorce 
papers signed out there, and it looks like she's already living there. That's mm-hmm. where that kid was born. So he is, yeah. she is for, he is forced to like, oh, he's gonna lose the custody of his kid because he lives in New York. Their family's in New York, and it seems like all, they didn't want lawyers because they didn't want to. They were still friends. They were still getting along together. They didn't want lawyers to muddy the waters, and of course they got lawyers, and it did start muddying the waters. And it's crazy because Adam Driver starts talking to the lawyers. And he's like, oh, no, she would never do that. She wouldn't do that to me. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then everything he said of that, the lawyers started making happen. Yeah. I thought the lawyer scene when Scarlett Johansson talks to Laura Dern's character was one of the best things. She completely talks about, uh, as soon as she starts opening up, she talks about how she's never heard. Or it doesn't matter what she's saying. And that's how it completely is. It goes on for like five minutes. It's a one shot for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very focusing on her. And then she goes at the very end of this big long thing about not having her voice heard she goes and i think he slept with our stage manager and then laura dern's character oh that rat that's the only part she heard which pushed that her voice isn't being heard and i thought that was fantastic she's a shark laura dern mm. she did fantastic uh laura dern's kind of this like that. sleeper actor that i feel like kind of came not she's been around for a long time but she's kind of having a moment right she was in last jedi yeah. Yeah, and I mean, she was OG Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. where she got her thing. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, but I just I looked it together. up. I think uh, uh, a pro for me, maybe enjoying this movie, is that the guy who made it, Noah Bombau, Bombau, Bombac. Yeah. Um, he co-wrote one of my favorite movies, Life Aquatic, with Steve Zissou. Okay. Um, and he also co-wrote Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I heard was great, oh. and <laughs> Madagascar 3. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, polka dot, polka dot circus. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, um, also, that, that honestly makes me more interested in seeing it. It's also Randy Newman, wrote, like, composer. Oh. So that's okay. a big one. Toy Story. Um, yeah, Randy Newman uh, is great. It's a really good... And I think this movie... I think it's one of the best written movies out there. Yeah, it, um, it, it has a really, nice flowing story. It builds so yeah. nicely. Uh-huh. I've never, I don't know if I've ever, I can like think of a movie that builds more than this. It's sometimes it literally gets so intense. Like it feels like the, you feel the awkward tension of divorce, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It also helped that it's in like the director and the actor. That's kind of part of it. New York vs. L.A. All these different mindsets. The kids, the kid used to be a daddy's boy, mm-hmm. and during this movie, he starts like resenting his dad a little bit because he doesn't yeah. understand why they're getting divorced. From his perspective, right. it's his dad being the bad guy. Yeah, because his dad stays in New York a lot of the times. Right, because he has. Yeah, and like because of all that, it looks like his dad's not putting yeah, it. Yeah, no, he's yeah. yeah. And it's just. And then when he is there with mm-hmm. the kid, he's taking him to offices and just kind of doing. Looking so for lawyers and stuff like that, so the kids really not like. Uh, well, and he likes his school in LA. He likes he being loves in there, being in LA, yeah, more than New York. It's more room for him. So his he sees his dad trying to take him away from that, mm-hmm. and he just starts resenting. He doesn't want to be with his dad, mm-hmm. and it really breaks your heart. Yeah, Adam Driver goes through. He like goes insane through this movie. He, yeah, uh, he deserves this. Like honestly, if he, I don't think he will win, but if he won Best Actor, I'd be like, yeah, that's earned. Um. Yeah. I don't know if you brought it up, but I saw Laura Dern is nominated for supporting actor for this one. For uh, for Marriage Story? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But I'm surprised over Little Women, which I don't know. You know I haven't seen either. So I don't oh, know she didn't. I, I, she um, I don't think she got it. It's not hers to, for that movie. Little yeah. Women, it's like it's Florence Pugh as the supporting. If any of them are going to get point. that nomination, it's Florence Pugh. She yeah. was just, her role was just given the opportunity to really shine. I mean, she was perfectly cast for it. 
Because I believe in the very beginning, it's Florence Pugh playing like a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, not just a 13-year-old girl. Like a self, a flawless, self-obsessed 13-year-old girl uh, of the youngest of the family. Always just like, oh, don't cut your hair. It'll look bad. She's kind of rude to her sisters. Mm -hmm. But like in like a straight, like, I care, so I'm going to be rude. It's just hilarious. Yeah. I laughed. Like, you heard me. Anytime Florence Pugh (laughs) spoke, I was just like dying. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Marriage Story, highly recommend. I think this is some of the best acting Adam Driver or Scarlett Johansson have done. Yeah. Uh, oh, Scarlett's just coming out. She's just JoJo. JoJo uh, Rabbit, yeah. <laughs> she's really, uh, she's really showing out her I, skills. I always liked her. I didn't love her. I thought Black Widow was kind of, the, her character yeah, her, isn't great. And she's one of my least favorite yeah, in the MCU. Yeah, her character's a little And bland. now I'm, s- perfect timing because Black Widow's coming out mm-hmm. soon. So I'm very, I'm very pumped. I'm very on her yeah, board yeah, right now. I am board too. With her. I am too. So, um, let's move on yeah. to the final one. Early, we left the best for last, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, shots fired against everything else. Yeah. But, I mean, I can't necessarily disagree. Uh, we're on Joker now. Mm-hmm. The last one. Um, <laughs> Where to start? <laughs> Ten out of 10. <laughs> I do think this movie, at the time, it was gr- I saw it twice. Yeah, I saw it twice, back days, too. Because yeah. I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, the tension that this movie gave me, like when he was talking, going into the, to do his, um, st- stand up, mm-hmm. uh, they really did it awkwardly. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling this is going to blow. It hurt me. I got mm-hmm. anxious during them. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, somebody else take this for a second. So I, a funny tidbit about that stand up part is when the stand up before him was going and Joe and Joker's just laughing. Right. They didn't tell that stand-up guy that Joker was going to be laughing to create, like, true awkwardness. Uh, He just thought it was some random... It's funny, because I'm the one who told Simon this. (laughs) Oh, you are? Okay. (laughs) I I like that. I I swear I've heard this before. Uh, Yeah, and it was so... I did not remember where I heard it from. Uh, So I think it gave a more honest performance by that stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had to, like, deal with that guy laughing off beat. Um, I liked the first... Was that his natural reaction, then? For the most like part, the comedian. What, what, what I mean, there was the dual. There's that dual consciousness just to do the stand-up. Because Joaquin Phoenix did not look like Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. So yeah, every little yeah. random thing that the the comedian said to uh, Joaquin Phoenix was basically right. just and improv. I, I'm sure Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, well, he probably had lying. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, if he was just laughing awkwardly, he addressed that at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So then he had to have, like, just randomly Definitely. said something. He yeah. probably had learned eventually that it was him. Makes but, sense, like, yeah. Uh, that was good. That's, that. Uh, I liked that the first half of the movie was, like, a tragedy. It was very dramatic, very pretty slow. And then about halfway through when he's like, my life's not a tragedy, it's a comedy. It's not a drama, it's a comedy. The mm-hmm. movie starts getting funnier and more yeah. upbeat. And I think that was a perfect time because now we got the seriousness. And then we get, like, the oh, now we get a second wind. We're getting mm-hmm. more excited. We're ready to finish this movie off. I, I love how serious it was in the beginning. I do too. It made me yeah. feel like this movie was like for real. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, it sets a really good pace. Twelve Oscar nominations, movie. yo. Yeah. And I mean, I don't listen. Ten out of ten movie for me. I don't think it should win every single one it's nominated for. I agree. But uh, um, I don't think it one. The writing is not great. I'll give it that. It's not the best written movie. I don't think. So out, don't of think the, out of the out of the out of the nine, it's not the best. Yeah. Written? No, it's definitely not the, the full package. Movie. I think it's great. 
Yes, um, yes. I but think it's an all time classic. Start to look at individual stuff. I agree. I agree. Um, I do like the mental health awareness stuff. I do like. Yeah. Um, I like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I don't think it's too much. Everyone was talking about how there's going to be a lot of controversy for this movie. I don't even think it was that violent. Like, sure, there was some hard stuff to watch, but there wasn't that many. And there's really only uh, like two big moments. Right. I think there was like, really uh, three three big moments yeah, of violence. The, the talk show was pretty. This is a lot. Oh, that was hard to watch. For I mean, that's somebody's head getting shot in the middle. Uh, that that's just going to be a lot for anybody. Okay. That's an immediate rated R. Well, yeah. When you see the blood splatter outside of his head onto the wall. Maybe I'm just. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, there's I've seen war, there's mo- movies out there that are much heavier, darker than this. Uh, yeah. So that's yeah, why I still feel like Doctor Sleep when they murdered a child. You know, I didn't see it. I didn't see that either. Takes like the cake for being probably one of the darkest moments moments in any movie of last year. For uh, from my perspective, at least, when they're literally stabbing a child to death on screen. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I could see that. Whereas even in this one, it's not like they justify it. Where you know everyone has their own opinions on death and murder and whatnot. He's only he's only he's not like killing people for no reason, right? In his mind, at least, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, he's not like just randomly killing people. He's killing people who, you know, have done something to him. in his mind to deserve death. Yeah. Normally there are just two of them. He's only killed four people, and three of them were the ones that were on the train, and the other one was Five. Robert De Niro. He also killed the guy in his apartment that he worked for. Oh, yeah. shit, I forgot about those people. Like, the funniest scene in the funniest whole movie. Funniest scene in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was earned. It was like, that yeah. guy, like, ratted he him out. definitely did. Sold him a gun. But the little guy, on him he it. also sees that he has his own way of lawful thinking, mm-hmm. because he didn't yeah. kill the, the, yeah. the dwarf. yeah. When he could have. Yeah, he didn't do anything to him. No. He didn't deserve it. It's like, sorry, uh, guy. He couldn't open the door. <laughs> and that's comedy. That's just like, yeah. in that moment, <laughs> it's comedy. Um, what do you think about his laughing condition? I know we talked about this before, Simon. But do you think his laughing yeah. condition is real? Or if it was just him thinking he had it? Um, well, didn't his mom kind of like tell him he was sick a lot more than what he was right oh his mom was that was a big thing of the movie he was held back by his mom so much she was super abusive towards mentally mentally abusive so shit it could be in his mind right well because it's been in his mind so long it could be real now here's why i believe it's not real and he think he thinks it's real he's in like like in the stand-up he's laughing at the offbeat moment and uh he at the very end of the movie he's like what are you laughing at you wouldn't get it. He just finally understands. He has a different sense of humor than everybody, which is which is shown like uh, when his guy that when he's working at the uh, and he gets called into the office, mm. they're ra- they're like ragging on the the dwarf character, mm-hmm. and he's like, <laughs> and then he as immediately as he turns the corner, he stops laughing. Mm. Yeah, I never. Honestly, I think Jacob put it kind of perfectly just a second ago. Right, where he doesn't where... know himself. Well, no, it's just he he was told it was a condition or something, and then it, but it wasn't, and then it wow. kind of became a condition because mm-hmm. it's been with him for so long. I didn't yeah. actually touching back to that. I didn't notice that part because I saw him drop his face immediately, and I was like, "What was the point of that?" Yeah, I think there's a he lot was, of little he was things forcing the laughter uh-huh. at that point yeah. to fit in with those people. Right. Okay. Uh, and I think that. Um, I think he realizes near the end, like he knows if it is a condition. He doesn't. He can deal with it now. He no, yeah. understands it more. Yeah. 
which is a uh, I love the narcissistic personality disorder thing they have, which is like they both made up him and his mom both made up fake lovers. And it was very intense, and I think that was a really yeah. good swerve. That was one of the biggest moments for me. And I mean, you know, shame on me for being so like subjective and like superficial. But I was like, there's no fucking way that gorgeous Zazzy Beats is gonna be fucking this fucking weirdo. And then when it turned out he made it all up, I was like. Vindication! <laughs> I like that they also left it vague after what happened in her apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that they were dead for a while. And we don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the director confirmed it. Or the that they were dead. Some, well, no, they, no, they're not dead. They did a scene that they did, but they cut that scene. Uh, they're, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that he did nothing. He did nothing? Him. Yeah. That he just left. Well, I don't think, after he, she, I don't he, think director should have confirmed it. It sense for him it. to do anything. Yeah, no, he uh-huh. he kills because he feels like they deserve. To I, die. I, I think, think if the director did confirmed that, I think it was just he should have left it vague. I think it's better. Some things are le- better left unsaid, kind of deal makes it. Uh, I think, also, it I think it's it silly to me. think that. Honestly, I think it's wrong to think that he would have killed her and her and her kid. Fair. You know what I mean? It just, they it didn't just do anything. It wouldn't yet. make sense for his character to kill them. Right. Yeah. Arthur, yeah. <sighs> But I agree with you uh, when I say that. I don't know. When you I, I say can't that give any more praise to this thing. Yeah, I, I think the Walking Phoenix's performance is on another level. Um, I don't think anyone else even comes close on the Best Actor nominee. I think Adam Driver hits really well, but I, I, it's just he didn't have the stuff to work with that Walking Phoenix did either. Yeah, I, I will say I heard someone else talking about this, and I, I kind of understand the point is where. There might be other people who have done even more acting, but Joaquin Phoenix got to do like kind of more loud and out there yeah, acting. He had he and had so the catch. he had the better platform to do it. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. yeah yeah. Uh, all right, so um, let's talk about some of the best actors. Who do you you so you obviously think Joaquin Phoenix is best actor? Yeah, I have um, the whole list of every like uh, right uh, um, category. I didn't here see Pain and Glory. Me, like, run through them. Uh, I can't see it winning. Even though I, I, I didn't even, I never even heard of that. Yeah, I haven't heard of that either. Uh, I just honestly. Or the two popes. I, I heard the two popes. Right. It's Anthony Hopkins, isn't it? That's the. Be- but he's not he's the one who got uh, nominated. Right. Wait, well, uh, he's Anthony his Hopkins? first supporting. Oh yeah, supporting, yeah. supporting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do think this is Joaquin Phoenix's. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I, I don't. I think honestly don't see why anyone else. It would is get a it. good. He the movie. Gave him the the spot for it too, because like he is in every scene. It's his movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't agree with Leo. Um, it was a great character, but I don't even. Yeah, I kind of want it to be Leo, but it's, I, don't, I know it's not going to be. I love. I I think he did great, yeah. but it's not like I barely. I like I said. I think Brad Pitt. That was Brad Pitt's movie. Yeah, I thought he they was were the, co-stars. Yeah, for the longest time. Did um, Leo get his um Oscar yet? Yeah, he did. Okay. I know um, that was a big thing where Leo was like, "Why?" People were saying, like, "I actually Why can't." I can't. He he they, he finally got Is it. it. Like Revenant or something. It's Revenant. It's Revenant. The one with the bear. Oh okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. It was a boring movie for yeah, me, I but didn't, I didn't watch yeah. it. <laughs> um, so best supporting actor. Is uh, I mean, I'm gonna. I mean, honestly, out of these five dudes, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. It's Brad Pitt yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, I could see somebody else getting it. I could see um, Al Pacino getting Al Pacino it. or Joe Pesci. Yeah, I could yeah. see Pacino or Pesci getting it. Um, I didn't even know but Tom... Wait, why is Tom Hanks the supporting role in that's, Beautiful That's Canada? what I was I didn't wondering. Didn't see it. 
I didn't see it, so maybe the and I I feel like he probably did very well, but I don't. Yeah, and I don't Tom Hanks think, always does well. Yeah, I don't see it at that as that that level. I didn't see it, so I could be wrong. So I can't have a actual opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But I I want to go with yeah. Brad Pitt. I've said that since I saw that movie. I hope Brad yeah. Pitt wins. I hope he wins it. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting that ScarJo is nominated for both Best Acting and Best. Yeah, Award. that's very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, yeah. out of that, uh, I didn't actresses. see. I didn't see Judy or Harriet. Yeah, I mean, so either. I could see one of them winning it. Did you see Bombshell? No. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen any of the movies for actress in the leading role. Scarlett or... Johansson did do really well, yeah. so I could yeah. see her winning it. I I don't see Little Women, uh, Ronan, getting it. Uh, she did uh, really well. She won last year for Lady Bird. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's I don't know, maybe she not. Maybe she won something big last year for right. Lady Bird. Um, uh, I think she did great in it. She was fantastic, but yeah. I don't think she wins it from it. Okay. Uh, best supporting actress, Florence Pugh for I, me, or I, Scarlett I Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Who? Or I don't think it's Laura Dern. Even though I want to give it to Pew just because of my bias. Even though I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but also, I have heard really amazing things of, uh, about Kathy Bates. I, I had a feeling oh, you were going to say something about movie. that. I want to see it because of Kathy Bates. I know she's a phenomenal um, actress. Yeah, uh, that's the movie where like he gets uh, forced to like say he's going to blow something up. It's a, it's a true story that happened here in Atlanta. Um, that he's forced to basically be- he was I think he was like actually innocent, but the media spun it and made it seem like this guy Richard right. Jewell. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, He he was forced to he he admitted yeah. guilty, but he wasn't. Right, because he was forced because the cops kind of uh-huh. finagled him to do it. Mm. Right, that's um, the trailer too. Yeah, happening. yeah. Um, and Kathy Bates always hits, except for that horrible thing she did with Netflix. Disjointed. Oh yeah, disjointed. Yeah, disjointed. Um, so I I'm gonna go. Florence Pugh, yeah, but it's Scarlet probably going to be Kathy Bates because I know that was a big movie. Uh, I just didn't see it, so I can't. Out of the ones I did see, Marriage Story, yeah. Little Women, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Honestly, that's Pugh should be up for best, for best Actress in a Leading Role for Midsummer, but, you know, Oscars like to snub horror movies, so. Right. Um, um, so let's go Best Director. Do you want to go through some other of these categories just randomly? Uh, let's just go to the director and, and then the cinematography to... and writing. Oh, we didn't ever okay. We'll do that Say last. This. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to That's say. That's how I end it. Cool. Uh, director, I'll give it, I'll start off just since I'm talking yeah. now. I'm going to give it to Sorry, Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. Okay. Okay. That's a rough one for me. I, yeah, that's really hard for me, even, too. Even over the Joker, but I don't think the directing really necessarily had the big part of why I love the Joker so much, honestly. Right. Um, I think um, I'd have to do Sam Mendes. For 1917? Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to give it to Tarantino. I don't think he wins it. No. But I'm going to have to say that was for me. I'd be happy. I'd be happy if Tarantino Uh, wins wins it. Any one of these are good. Except uh, I I can understand Martin Scorsese. He did a lot of work for it. I just don't want him to win it. (laughs) I I, I I would really like to see Bong Joon. I don't dislike him either. Get this win. Mm -hmm. I just don't want him to win it. Right. Okay. Um, Let's go to best cinematography. Cinematography, honestly, probably. 1917. 1917. Like, I, oh, I can't yeah. see it going anywhere else. Yeah. If yeah. It does. Even oh, though I didn't really oh, care Lighthouse. for the Lighthouse was really good, yeah. but I don't think it wins it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. In this day and age, a black and white movie winning cinematography, sorry, just... Well, no. I, I don't, don't think it's black... You, you, uh, this movie was way more than just the black and white. Yeah. Lighthouse was really good. I'm not saying it's more... They're more very that, good visual. Uh, this is strictly talking about cinematography. I just... There's a lot more you can do with color. Hmm. And 
you know, I, I'm not giving anything against it for being black and white, but I'm saying if it's going to go to cinematography in this day and age, 1917, I think should take it. Well, yeah, That's I agree. Yes. I don't think Lighthouse beats 1917. No. I think it, I definitely yeah. think it deserves its, uh, it, nomination. Its spot, yeah. Um, how about, uh, best visual effects? This one could go either way. I'm not. I don't uh, have opinion. Star Wars and Game 1970. It's probably ni- it's 1917 for me. Anything for best visual effects. And 1970 had fantastic Wars? visual effects. But over Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars. No, doesn't... Star Wars should get it. It does, Star but Star Wars, Wars doesn't win Oscars. You never know. Generally. It I could. Mean, this is um, what you think, not what you think is going to happen. When, when, when what Star do you Wars think is going to win? What Oscar? do you want to win? 1917. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean. So yeah. I think then there's sound editing and mixing, and I think. Editing should go to Star Wars. And I think oh, mixing should go to uh, Ad Astra. I'm upset that Rocket Man... Let, let's talk about what be, what movie do you think should have been on the Best Picture if there was a tenth one? Well, I, I basically said my answer, Midsommar. Midsommar. Uh, I think Rocket Man. One of my favorite movies of all time. I knew it wasn't going to, but I wanted Rocket Man. I could say both of those I, I, also yeah, just I, because I, I, was, I have anything to say against that. don't know what other movies really came out that... It's all kind of a blur. Yeah, they're kind of just yeah. pushed together. I don't know what's out. All right, best picture. Yeah, we, we did best picture. What? Well, what do we what think, do you is think it wins? Win? We never. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Jojo Rabbit was really good. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna win though. I don't think it's gonna <laughs> I mean, win. But that's I, what I want. Okay. Want and I, think. Honestly, I I, I think it's that. gonna be between 1917. Joker and Irishman. I think that's what it's going to be between. Okay. I think it's going to be saying, as well. I don't think necessarily that I want it to be those three. What do you I want think it, it be? should be between Joker and Parasite. Okay. But right. I, yeah. Um, I just don't see Marriage Story for Little Women or Jojo Harley having a shot here or right. Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. I think Once Upon a Time is a sleeper that could. Yeah, I think that one could have a shot. Um, I want that one to win, obviously, but I think Joker just takes it. I want Jojo Rabbit, so take it. What do you think's going to take it? It's been a while since I've actually seen all these other ones. Uh, What I think, I'm just, I think I'm biased. It's just 1917. Oh, I think that's fair. It it did just take Best Picture for another award, so it's fine. I think it can take a lot lot from these Mm -hmm. categories. So... We got that. Our okay, picks. What about, what's, what's the writing one here? I'm trying to find the writing one here. Because I feel like that's important. Right. I think Marriage Story had the best written. It's movie. up here for original screenplay. I don't know. I think, I mean, I, I didn't see Marriage Story. But out of these ones, I would say, oof. They put it's Knives Out up here. And I do like, I did like Knives Out a lot. I loved Knives Out. Oh, Knives I don't think it wins it, though. No, I don't think it wins it. But I, I would like to see it go to Knives Out or Parasite. Um. Why the f- why is nineteen seventeen up here? Um, <laughs> adapted screenplay might probably goes to Joker, even though I right. don't think it was that well written. Um, um, I think adapted could go to Little Women. That's fair. It also, is it on I, wonder, I don't did know. If it's the on. Last Little Women uh, get any like nominations? I, think, I don't think. I think it was a TV show. Oh, was it? No, it was a it was a movie. I think. Well, I don't think it was. Uh, if it, was, uh, it was, it was a book. It started off as right, a book. A book. It's been made then, as a movie before. Oh, yeah, it's been made as a movie before. Yeah, I could see Little Women taking that. Um, I, And I would like... I, I Oh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, oh it's, Little Women has been uh, made into a film seven times. That's what I thought. I knew it was one that's been over and over. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. 
Um, oh, I have one more thing. You asked other things that we wish we could have seen up here. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that a movie that I love this year, but I knew was never going to actually get any like re- award nominations or recognition or anything was. Um, oh my god, I, I love this movie. What, why can't I? Uh, I'm failing. My brain is failing, guys. Call nine one one. Lords of Chaos. I love this okay. movie. Lords uh, of Chaos. So much. And it was a biopic, I guess, technically, you know, and uh, I think it's got one of the best murder scenes I've ever seen in a movie uh, and some really awesome stuff going on in there. But, you know, it was an indie movie based on black metal, so it's not going to actually get anywhere, of course. But uh, I think that was something that I feel like deserves some more recognition. You talked about that one in the top five. I did. Yeah, Yeah. that's all I'll say. Okay. Hmm. Um, Let's talk about... Uh, to end this, let's talk about thoughts on the Oscars and the industry in a, as a whole right now. <laughs> because, okay, so there is a lot of, uh, it's a white war for 1917. It's about a white, unstable man. It's a lot of white, and then there's Parasite. And a lot of people are saying, that like, oh, the Oscars should have had more representation. And I agree with that, but I don't think it comes down to the voting this year. I think it's more of a people aren't giving the opportunity from the beginning. Like they're not getting the opportunity to make the movies that are going to get nominated as much. They're not getting yeah. the marketing appeal. They're not getting all that. And I think that's where the problem is. I can see that because I genuinely, I know people like are going to get mad that little women didn't getting more such Greta didn't get best director. And I don't necessarily think she needed the best director. I don't think she, I can't disagree with the five that got nominated for best director. And while also, it was, didn't she get direct? Like, I think she got nominated for best director for Lady Bird. Right, and I don't think this one des- necessarily deserved it. Um, over the others, at least, mm-hmm. it was a great movie. I like its best picture nom. Uh, I do believe that one more women should be giving the spot to make these movies, and I just think they're they're not. And I think that's more of the issue than mm-hmm. the people who voted for the nominations. To and get the movies. If Little Women's been made so many times, that's probably the main reason it was able to get made this time around. Right. And get so big is because it's already had its... Yeah. Uh, Star-studded years. cast. Yeah, it was a great cast. Mm-hmm. Great movie. So that is my opinion. Sure, it's on a good book. Yeah, we need more representation for different ethnicities yeah, as well. Hundred Parasite. People from all so over. So we really. need more of that. Um, they're just not giving the opportunity. No. And I don't think that was an Oscar nomination, Oscar voting issue this time. It is in a way, but like... I it, mean, if the if the movies aren't there to vote on, then you right. know what I mean? You can't blame the people voting for the Oscars. Because I, I, um, I do think, well, like you as said, a whole... It goes down from marketing and market, just yes. how many people it reaches and mm-hmm. because I, yeah. I do agree with the movies that got nominated for Best Picture. I'm not saying any of them don't deserve it. Mm. It's just we don't have movies that... There's just not being an opportunity to get to that level with the things that we need to, with the diversity and more women directors. They're just not given the opportunity. And that is my takeoff on this. Because I know there's a lot of controversy for it right now. And I really wanted to touch that on that. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I haven't had much time to look into the controversy behind it all. And I actually really don't know how the voting process works on how the... Um, movies get in there to be voted right yeah well i think it's like a selected committee or something yeah. like that like there's people on the like oscar committee or the mm-hmm. academy 
Mm. Yeah. And like uh, the like, you know, high high oh, officials okay, like sense. in the movie industry. Yeah. Okay. My my biggest thing is that uh, you know, the Oscars don't actually matter. Like this is just a popularity contest. Fair. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean it's and, still like, good. I still like it as a thing. It's still it's always good to be yeah, represented. It's, it's entertainment, That's though, what but I it doesn't was... actually... I, I it's disagree. It's not actually, like... I, I actually um, really disagree with giving that. Giving merit to anybody. I, I, I disagree. Opinion. Because Oscar winner, that raises a lot of appeal for other movies. Oscar-nominated actor, if you get an Oscar-nominated actor on one of your films, that raises your film up a lot. And that's why that it That raises matter. your film in popularity-wise, but it doesn't actually... But it's that's not what matters. Actual... It, yeah, it is what Matt it, to to the public. Yeah, I'm just saying, but it doesn't actually represent how good you are I at your job. Um, it, it's how you can get more funding to show and change, make a difference, and that's yeah, why I do think the, they but are. I'm saying, but, that, but it isn't actually like exactly related to how good you are. There's plenty of people making mm-hmm. great things that aren't getting recognized for Oscars. You know what I mean? Like it right. doesn't. It, yeah, um, it gets you popularity. Yeah. It gets you more money, but it isn't Which actually gives like these voices a bigger platform and more of a budget to say their story. And that is why I think there is a lot of merit into this and why it does matter. And it does affect the process. They're just giving more opportunity with bigger stars, with a more... But that's not my point. But I'm not saying it's not an actual representation of how good you are or bad you are. That's my point. Right. I I mean, okay. It's a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. I think think it's more... I think it is more than that. I don't necessarily agree with that. But I can see, I see that. I mean, I, 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 it's not an Oscar-specific thing for me. It's right, not, I, I got that. I, I, I engage in them. It's fun. It's entertaining. But like, just because someone was Oscar-nominated doesn't make me think, oh, right. they're going to be better I than mean, this other person. Like I said, we had our top five. Those were our top five movies of the year. And so for yeah. us, that was our what we enjoyed. Everything just hits differently with different people. Audience, exactly. Like, yeah. It's subjective. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like I, for I think Rocket Man should have been nominated. I think right. Rocket and Man. And I think three of the best picture noms should not have been nominated. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, yeah. any lasting words? I think we said our piece. We were here for an hour and a half. Yeah. Everyone watch Lords of Chaos <laughs> and no. Midsummer. Uh, Parasite. Yeah, definitely Midsummer. We need to watch Parasite. Yeah. All right. Y'all that... should watch Parasite. I should watch Little Women. You should. You should watch Marriage Story. Too. Jojo Rabbit, too. And Marriage Story. Just, and George, I should yeah, see watch, all three of those. Here's how we're going to send it off. Go watch movies, everybody. Yeah. If you ha- if you're, if you don't like quality, go to Dolby. AMC is great. AMC, Dolby movie theaters. You can pay like $22 a month, yeah. get three movies a week. Got AMC go here, for you it. Definitely do that. AMC, Dolby? if you know anyone, sponsor us. Um, also, beware of IMAX. I went to an IMAX theater here in Atlanta, and it sucked. Don't believe it all the time. Closing statement, Dolby makes everything better.